It's film review time from preseason week number one. Every single drop back for Trey Lance grading him. How did he look? Did he look better on tape than he did on the broadcast? Uh, or did he look worse? And the rest of the grades by PFF for the San Francisco 49ers in preseason week one. Coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock, not with Eric Crocker today at BD Peacock. Crock is driving across the country somewhere between Texas and Arkansas right about the time I'm recording this. He'll be back with me tomorrow. His thoughts on the preseason so far for the San Francisco 49ers. I went through and, and rewatched every snap on the all 22 of Trey Lance's first preseason game on Sunday. And uh, I'm going to go through every single one of those throws. We're going to take a look at the PFF grades for the quarterbacks, as well as the rest of the football team for the San Francisco 49ers today. I do want to thank everybody first uh, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you are subscribed up and you can be an everydayer on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. So I gave Trey Lance a stock down for his performance yesterday and i went back through the tape watched every single throw every non-throw every drop back every scramble that he made from preseason week number one and and went through every play and we're going to go through them together here and i came away with still a stock down for trey lance but maybe not in the same exact way that i thought some plays looked better upon review some plays actually maybe looked a little bit worse for trey lance so let's get into this here and start with quarter number one and uh, the first play of the game, they just came out throwing the 49ers did. More on that, I, I don't really love that. And I, I think it really, sh- not only for Trey Lance, but just the rest of the offense, the offensive line, they didn't really have a chance to, to get in a rhythm early in the game. Pocket collapsed immediately around Trey Lance on the first drop back. He was working to his number three read, which was common in this game. He he almost never threw his initial read. Um, his third read in this play was... Ronnie Bell, number 10, uh, but he didn't have time to throw. So his first two options weren't open. Uh, might have been able to squeeze it in to Charlie Warner, who was right in front of him, but right in front of him is where the pressure was coming from. Coming from, uh, I mean, Nick Zakel just getting walked back right into Trey's lap on this play. And uh, I don't think there's any player that, that got a worse grade. And actually, I haven't looked at those grades yet. I've got them up here, but I don't know what Nick Zakel's PFF grade was, but it had to be the worst on the team. Uh, he... He was just consistently beat up front, and you know and that can't happen, and uh, it makes things very difficult. So this one, not really on Trey. Uh, his initial reads weren't there. Could he have fit something in? Maybe it was a two-yard gain instead of a three-yard loss on the sack, but he was sacked for a loss of three yards on this play. Uh, nowhere to step up and throw. Nowhere to, you know, when the, when the pressure's right in your face, and that's where the one guy who's two yards in front of you, you maybe could have thrown to. I'm not putting that one on Trey. Second 13, Trey Lance uh, passes short left to Ross Dwelly for a seven-yard gain. Play action, a little quick out like that one in rhythm. Good job, completion. Not a big-time throw or anything, but you're moving forward at least. Now third and six, the 49ers come out throwing again. Shotgun, Trey Lance uh, had Dwelly out of the left slot at the sticks, and he was looking right at him. He was looking that way, did not let it rip. Why did he not let it rip? I don't know, but this one's on Lance. Look, uh, there was pressure from... Zakel and Pryor, he got sacked. 
but the pressure shouldn't have got to him because he should have got it out and probably had a first down to continue that drive if he would have let it go, if he would have let the ball go. And I don't know why he was hesitant on that play, but he was, and it ended up being a sack in the 49ers punt. So one bad play, one fine play, and one that was not his fault. 49ers go three and out. 49ers come back again on their second series. Uh, run the ball on first down, second and seven. Trey Lance passes uh, short down the middle to Rostwelli. It, it was a little bit behind him, but he does a play action roll right, finds number 82. It was a nice catch by Dwelly because the ball was behind him a little bit. And when I watched this one live, I thought maybe he was even throwing it to Charlie Warner, who was kind of right behind him. Warner was in pass protection. It looked like on that play and then just kind of ended up meandering out it, near where Dwelly was. Not good spacing. I don't think he was necessarily supposed to be right there. But going back and watching it, you really see how the play developed and why Lance had to wait, wait, and then why it was a more difficult throw for Lance. And that was because, you know, the he was it was a play action rolling right. There's a free defender that's that's on Lance to navigate that defender. Uh, but he had to continue rolling around that guy so he could have the window to throw to Dwelly. So he had to keep going, and it, and it took him a little wider, so he had to come across his body and kind of wing it sidearm. And so it was actually a, a difficult play for Lance and uh, a nice catch on uh, on Rostwelli's part. But when you're viewing it from the end zone angle on all 22, looked, it was a lot more difficult than it looked like in real time. So not terrible by Lance, and it was a completed pass. You would like that more on his chest, but you, you understand why it was more difficult throw because he had to get around that defender and uh, and throw it around him to get the ball to Rostwelli. Third and five, not terrible here. Looked worse during the broadcast as well on this one. He starts left. Uh, with his reads, comes back to the right, uh, and then sort of has to subtly move in the pocket before he could let the ball go short over the middle to Charlie Warner uh, because there was a pass rusher coming. So he's looking left. He looks back, identifies where he wants to go over the middle of the field to Charlie Warner, but there's a rusher coming through, swiping at his arm. So he does, doesn't get it knocked away. He has to kind of double clutch and step up a little bit and then make a quick sidearm throw to Warner, which throws off the timing. He leads Warner kind of coming back across the field, but Warner short arms it and stops. Warner sees color flash in front of his face. I think Warner should have been able to catch it. He probably thought he was going to get lit up if he did, so he kind of slowed up on that one, and Lance could have put it on his body instead of leading him there. So that was just an awkward play because of the timing of it that was thrown off because the initial reads weren't there. Lance comes back, then there's a pass rusher. So, you know, and and if he, if he, if he spreads his arms to throw, does the ball get knocked out? So good on Lance not to turn the ball over there and fumble and get hit, get away from the pass rusher, threw off the timing. Again, this is one, his incomplete pass over the middle. You've got to hit these, but you understand why it didn't look as bad here uh, upon reviewing the all 22. And if he didn't have to double clutch, I'm sure this would have been a complete pass over the middle. Another punt. So three and out to start for the 49ers. The first two series is not good. This is not the the start you want. Um, there's a lot of factors here. Some of it's on Lance. Some of it's on the pass rush and the offensive line blocking in front of it. Some of it's on, I think his weapons. I don't, you know, his, his first read wasn't open a lot. Um, they weren't running the ball at all. So everything was on Lance to move the ball down the field. So um, a lot of factors to why things started so slow and there was no rhythm gained by anybody on the 49ers offense to start the game. And it continued into the third drive of the game. First down, bad miss. Again, moving off of his initial read. Check down to Warner on the left side. Uh, Lance got there quickly. 
So he, he got through his reads quickly. He realized he has to check it down to Warner, who's who's running a uh, who's in the flats on the left side. But and he identified it, got there quick, and just completely missed him. Like just one of those inaccurate throws that we've seen now and again from Trey Lance since he became a 49er. And you can't miss a throw like that. Like he just misses it on completely uncatchable way over his head. It's not a difficult throw. So I don't know if it's a footwork thing, if it's part of the mechanics he's working on, uh, but you can't miss like that. Again, by the way, uh, it, it didn't affect the play, didn't affect Lance, but Zakel just got manhandled again on this play. So second down at 10 on this third drive, Lance scrambles left. Uh, There's a rusher in his face immediately. This one was on Poe. Uh, Poe didn't get beat by the rusher, but Poe just kind of let the guy go, kind of got did that thing where he slides right, is looking here, puts one hand on it because he thinks that uh, he thinks that Jalen Moore or somebody else is to his left to pick that up. But watching this play, and this is one where Rostwelli loops around from the left side at, at tight end uh, underneath where Poe was, then got hung up because Poe was supposed to be, I think, shade, uh, shading back left, and um, and instead he lets the rusher go. So mental mistake there by by Jason Poe at left guard and. Lance ends up scrambling away and gets two yards. And he was kind of looking downfield initially. I was like, wow, how is he not running away from that pass rusher? But he was still kind of looking downfield to throw as he was scrambling, which is why he wasn't able to take off and maybe get the first down on that play. Lance probably should have tucked it a little bit sooner uh, if he wasn't going to be able to throw that ball. Then on third and eight, uh, another sack. Pleasure, pressure from the right. Both Zakel and uh, it was 63 and 75 that, that were beat a lot in this game. Uh, Matt Pryor. 75 at right tackle. So he steps up. Then there's another rusher. I believe it was Jason Poe's man at that point. Um, uh, you know, at that point, it's too late. You're already kind of getting out of, you, you should have never had any of the pressure, but you get pressure with both guys beat on the right side. Then you step up and then now there's more pressure. And you might've had a big gain to Conley on this one. It was a slower developing route. So you had to have time and there was just no time to throw it. So this one, not on Lance. This one was all on the pressure from the start that thwarted that play on third and long. And the 49ers were in a lot of third and longs, and uh, that's where the rhythm you think, yeah, it'd be nice if the 49ers ran the ball a little bit. And they did on the next drive, which resulted in a touchdown, oddly enough. Um, how did it end up in a touchdown? Well, punt, 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 touchdown. Let's get to the touchdown drive next, the the final couple drives of Trey Lance's day, and then my overall thoughts on Trey Lance and how he played in his preseason debut 2023 PFF grades as well. Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So with draft prep underway, eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And how about none other than Maybe we'll see how quarterback situation goes for the 49ers this year. Maybe future 49er uh, will be reunited with with uh, Kyle Shanahan again, Kirk Cousins. If you're looking for that safe quarterback in your fantasy leagues, how about Kirk Cousins? If you wait on quarterbacks and all the other ones are taken, Cousins has great weapons in year two of a pass-happier offense under Kevin O'Connell, his new coach, and of course the best receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson, and now first-round rookie Jordan Addison added to the mix. He'll once again drive a team that is loaded first 
at other options, uh, at other positions for young or for uh, aging now, Kirk Cousins to throw to. Not not too young. Uh, he was young once when uh, Kyle Shanahan coached him. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, you can find it at eBay Motors and They'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you find exactly and understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth and find exactly what you need because now you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for just to click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle. Just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, getting back into uh, the the film work here, the film review from Trey Lance preseason week number one. Every single throw, every single drop back for Trey Lance. The 49ers ended up with a touchdown drive after three straight punts, and it started with a couple of run plays, actually. Then on second, or uh, it started with a, a run play, and then more run plays filtered in. But um, second and six at the Las Vegas 42 yard line, uh, at the at already, I think the 49ers already had a first, I only have the throws written down here, but I think the 49ers already gotten a first down on the ground by this point. Uh, Trey Lance passed short to Troy Fumagalli for eight yards started. Yeah. So it did start with two run plays and the quick out to Fumagalli here. And so, uh, uh, right away. And it was obvious watching this at the time when you were when, during the broadcast and you're watching the game real time. You're like, okay, they're not they're not running the ball at all. It's all Trey Lance throwing. And then when you watch the the game back on film, you realize, okay, this is the drive that got rolling. And what did it get rolling with? Run, run, short, quick pass. Where Trey Lance finally threw the ball to his first read immediately, just opens up, throws to the right, the quick out to uh, tight end Fumagalli. And uh, so getting in a rhythm, got a first down as well. Fungali showing a little after the catch, by the way. Speaking of PFF grades, he was up there for the 49ers. In fact, number one for the 49ers in this game with a 90 grade. So now you're now you get a first down. You're rolling a little bit. First, first down of the game. Good job, 49ers. Um, Trey Lance passes short right to Chris Connolly. Uh, it's a play action roll right. Connolly in the flat. Boom, six more yards. Now the 49ers offense is rolling. Love this play. First and 10 from the Las Vegas 21. Nobody open on the left side. So Trey Lance steps up, has room to scramble, starts to take off up the middle, but instead of running, sees at the last second, Sneed break open, flips it to Sneed instead, lets Sneed do the work. Lance looking like a playmaker there. So I like that play. And to be honest, it was a little Brock Purdy-ish, the, 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 the way Lance was was playmaking out there on this specific play, stepping up, using his legs, but then still um, not giving up on the pass and flipping it to Snead to do the rest for. First and goal to Las Vegas nine. Play action, rolling left, tries to hit Conley in the back of the end zone. He was looking at the, uh, he, he was a little bit late. He was looking at the route combo on the left immediately, which is why he was late on the throw to Conley, who was coming on the backside a, a sort of a, a deep crosser in the back of the end zone. He tries to he tries to thread the needle to Conley in the back of the end zone. He was open. The window was there, but Trey Lance saw it late 
and got it there late and got it to the wrong side where there was a defender coming from the open side of the field that I think Trey Lance probably, by the looks of it, didn't even see because he threw the throw, I think, purposely on that side of Conley because the the closest defender was on the left side, but that's where someone was closing in and um, number 23 for the Raiders. I don't remember who it is offhand. And nearly intercepted, but... 23, couldn't come up with it, tips it up, ends up being a touchdown reception for Ross Dwelly. So good on Ross Dwelly to uh, have his head on a swivel and make that play. Lance threw it late and behind. I don't hate the decision because he was open and he could have hit him, but it needed to be a perfect throw and he needed to throw, throw it further away from that defender that was closing from the backside of the play that Lance didn't notice. And so it either needed to be perfect or released a tick sooner. Ended up being a bad throw and his worst throw of the game that ended up being the only touchdown of the game for the 49ers. And drive number five for the 49ers after the touchdown. Starts with a play action, first and 10, deep drop. Didn't let Con- uh, didn't let it rip to Connolly on a deep out. He had him. Uh, again, indecision from Trey Lance. Would have been a big boy throw, but Trey Lance can make this big boy throw. Instead, he tucked it, tried to escape, ended up getting sacked. And again, where's the speed? Why is he not running away from pass rushers and, and linebackers? I, I expected more athleticism from Trey Lance, maybe still working back from the ankle, um, but really in his pro career, I haven't seen as much athleticism from him as a runner as I expected. Second 15 after the sack, initial read wasn't there for Lance out of the shotgun. He escapes more pressure, comes back to the right side, hits Charlie Warner for a five-yard gain. Nice play. Uh, third and 10, best throw of the day, I think, by Lance. In time, you know, shows off his arm, his velocity. It's a classic staple of Kyle Shanahan's offense with that dig route. He hits Connolly for 17 yards on the dig. Maybe uh, th- there's competition. Maybe it was either best or second best throw of the day for Trey Lance. Hitting Connolly on the dig route, 17 yards. It helps when you have a big arm because the windows can be really small on those throws. And if you get it there quicker, you can get it under the safety ahead of the the defender that's covering your receiver and then, you know, lead him, you know, get get it to your defender out of trouble so that uh, the inside defenders in the zone don't uh, don't make a play on the ball either and don't kill your receiver. So really nice throw there from Trey Lance, letting that one rip in time. Love seeing that. It's out of practice, too. It's it's a throw that that a lot that that Kyle Shanahan asked his quarterbacks to make. Second and five later in this drive, shotgun. He had a screen set up for Jordan Mason, but Mason just dropped it. I mean, this was going to be a pretty big gain, I think. The screen was really set up. It's classic drop. Mason turns his head to run before he catches it, before the ball gets there, drops it. Uh, They give it back to Mason two more times, third and five, fourth and two, stuffed. Turnover on downs. Final drive of the day for Trey Lance. Another dropped interception. This is the Jimmy G interception. Again, this is another Shanahan staple that uh, this is almost the Shanahan interception. Didn't see the underneath backside linebacker. Or maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe this throw was arm arrogance from Trey Lance. It's a great term, by the way. I heard um, shout out to my guy, host of Locked On Bills and Locked On NFL Scouting, Joe Marino. Use the term arm arrogance. Uh, I just, I just love the term. Didn't see the underneath backside linebacker trying to get the ball to Willie Sneed and uh, should have been picked off, but it wasn't. It's the type of throw you see from, from Jimmy Garoppolo. You kind of go linebacker blind, or maybe the uh, this wasn't a robber, but maybe the robber comes down and gets you and you just don't see him. You don't expect him to be there. And it's what got 
Lance on both of his near interceptions was a backside player that he didn't see or didn't expect to be in on the play that was closing on the football. Got to clean that up. Nice layered throw to Conley here. This is this is either the best or the second best throw of the day. Again, it's that in breaker uh, from Conley. Uh, but it was different than the other dig throw because on this one, there was a defender underneath and he still had to get it in front of the, the safety who's behind Connolly, the deep safety. But this time he had to layer the throw over an underneath defender and he did. So really nice touch on Conley uh, on this dig, a much different throw than the throw he made on the previous drive to Conley for a 17 yard gain. This one went for 24 yards. So great stuff on that throw by Trey. Uh, to finish up this drive, which led to a, a wide left missed 40-yard field goal by Jake Moody, if you remember. Uh, he drills Fumagalli on a hook over the middle of the field. Fumagalli proceeds to break tackles and gain 22 yards. Easy throw, wide open, right down the middle, and good work by Fumagalli after the catch. Uh, last draft box, uh, last drop back for Trey Lance, the old four verts. We're going Madden here. Uh, it's you know it's nine seconds left in the half. Trying to trying to throw one in the end zone, and if it's just don't throw it to the other team. If it's incomplete, you live to play another day, and uh, your kicker has an opportunity to kick a field goal with four seconds left at the end of the half. He tries to hit Conley deep right corner, nothing doing. Fine throw, 50-50 ball through it to where the defender wasn't going to pick it off or anything. Uh, but Conley wasn't open and, and couldn't make a play on the ball. Maybe could have, maybe and probably should have tried to hit Sneed deep on the post in the back of the end zone. Would have been a tough throw as well. Might have been a better option than Conley there, but um, you know, throws it where his only only his guy can get it and end up with a missed Moody field goal to end the first half. So that was the day for Trey Lance. My thoughts overall on the day for Trey Lance. If I feel differently about Lance's outing. After going through all the film and and breaking down every one of his throws and every one of his dropbacks, and then I want to talk about the PFF grades for everybody else on the 49ers from preseason week number one next. And I do want to thank everybody once again for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Appreciate all of the everydayers out there. You can be one. Just subscribe on YouTube or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay. So Trey Lance, it's still a stock down. It wasn't a good day. Too many turnover-worthy throws. And, you know, when you have more turnover-worthy throws than big-time throws, that's a bad combination. Uh, in a lot of ways, there were some plays that weren't as much on him. And then some plays, like, so the, the turnover-worthy throws and the indecision. Like, there was pressure. Some of the plays you could say, I could get it out before the pressure. But he wasn't, like, creating his own pressure or anything. But there was some indecision. There was a, a bad miss to, to Warner on the out. There was the two near interceptions would have made his box score look a lot different if those guys would have caught the ball. There would have been a no touchdown and two interceptions instead of one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, and just some indecision. Let it rip, young man. Let it go. So I think those are things that can be cleaned up, and I expect him to look a little bit better, a little bit more in rhythm in the next preseason game, and I'm looking forward to that. Just see him. Loosen up, be a little bit loose. Remember, this is the first game he played since September. So let it rip Trey Lance. And when you let it rip, don't throw it nine feet over a guy's head and don't throw it to the other team. And, and I think he'll be fine and he'll be really good. And again, more reps is where he's going to get more confidence. Is he going to get those reps with the 49ers? I don't know. But was hoping to see a little bit better debut this year from Trey Lance. Still has a couple of preseason games to, to show us what he's got. 
How about those PFF grades for uh, the quarterbacks and everybody on the San Francisco 49ers? Well, it shouldn't be a shock to anybody out there that Trey Lance did not have a good PFF grade. His PFF grade was actually 35.6. And, you know, because of the basically because of the two turnover worthy plays that that was what really did him in there. Uh, Sam Darnold, nice grade, 73.7. He was solid and the best quarterback of the day, according to PFF. And that's what I thought when I came away watching this game. It was kind of the reverse of Trey Lance because Brandon Allen did end up with the interception. It was a ball that went right through his receiver's hands. So um, 90.2 grade for Brandon Allen in this. And he was the highest graded quarterback. I thought he played the best. I thought Sam Darnold played pretty okay, pretty good. And, um, you know, a couple of really nice throws. He, he did have that, the the real, maybe the best, yeah. Brandon Allen and Sam Darnold both had pretty good throws in this one. There were some decent throws from the 49ers quarterbacks in this one. If, if not for the inconsistencies in the in the pass rush for Lance, um, I think all three quarterbacks might have ended up looking pretty decent. But um, Brandon Allen, I, th- I thought, had a really nice day for the 49ers. You can really see why Kyle Shanahan likes him. 90.2 PFF grade for Brandon Allen in this one. But how about Fumagalli? Does him better. 90.8 PFF grade for Fumagalli led all of the San Francisco 49ers. Ross Dwelly, too, uh, 86.1 grade. So, so good on him. Um, PFF also really liked Isaiah Winstead, who had a 73.9 grade. I got to go back and watch some more of Joey Fisher, who was in the game in the second half. He had 14 total snaps, and I, I think they were all pretty solid snaps. He was uh, he was graded, I think, sixth highest player on the San Francisco 49ers on the day, on the 49ers offense, that is, on the day. Matt Pryor, I'm surprised his grade is 72.2 because uh, he was beaten way too many times for my liking. So they must not have been putting those pressures that I thought he was getting straight up beat on, on him in this game. Uh, the only other player above 70 on offense was Chris Connolly, 70.8 grade um looking now i'm looking for nick zakel so nick zakel's pass block grade was 31.7 but i guess he was decent 71.7 in the run block so ended up uh giving him a 63.5 but man this guy can't be on the football field if you're getting beat like that so 63.5 seems generous when you're just getting destroyed as a as a pass blocker nick zakel really has to clean it up and the worst grade of the 49ers offense on the day goes to Trey Lance, 35.6. Second worst goes to Cameron Latu at 48.1. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, according to Pro Football Focus, the best player performance for the 49ers in preseason week number one was none other than Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder and his 14 total snaps, 81.7 PFF grade. He was given credit for one total hurry on the game and one tackle with one assist. Quantrez Knight, a 76.2 grade. Cleveland Farrell, a 75.4 grade with his one total pressure, which was a sack, one of the best plays from a defender by the San Francisco 49ers on the evening. And uh, A.J. Parker, A.J. Parker, 72.8 PFF grade and an 89.9 coverage grade, the best coverage grade from the nickel slot cornerback I wonder if he's got an opportunity to make the team. The 49ers have a lot of guys that can play in the nickel. I think Isaiah Oliver didn't have the greatest preseason game there. Uh, I wonder if there's some opportunity to battle for some, some roster spots for the 49ers at nickel corner because I would have assumed 
before the preseason that A.J. Parker was destined for the practice squad if he was going to be around at all. But uh, he did make a, a few stops and uh, three tackles and look good in coverage. So good on you, A.J. Parker, for making the most of your first preseason game in 2023. Then number five on the list, the only other defender above 70 grade, 70.1 was cornerback Deshaun Jameson, who uh, looks solid out there in coverage, and that doesn't even count his return ability as well. So uh, good on Deshaun Jameson, who's, who's really making a push to make the roster himself. This is an interesting one. Uh, I mentioned Isaiah Oliver. He had the third worst grade, 30.1 grade for the 49ers as a, as a nickel cornerback. But Jalen Graham, he was a stock up for me. He had a 29.7 grade, the second worst graded defender for the 49ers on the entire day. And that was not a tackling grade. He was fine there, 81.1 tackling grade. It was in coverage, which is the question I have about Jalen Graham. And I don't remember offhand which plays he must have been targeted in coverage, but they must have been pretty bad because he was targeted three times and it was three catches for 44 yards in his coverage. So I'm going to go back and, and watch that one as well because Jalen Graham was all over the place and in on a lot of plays, but coverage is one of the questions why I wasn't sure if he could play more of that true off-ball and Mike linebacker role, which he was playing in this football game. And if you can't cover guys, teams are going to target the heck out of you. So that's going to be huge for Jalen Graham's career and where he plays, what position he plays, and how long he plays in the NFL at modern-day linebacker. Uh, and by the way, T.Y. McGill got the worst grade offense or defense for the 49ers. According to Pro Football Focus, 25.4 grade, and that was the run defense grade. And we saw how the 49ers got run through early in that football game. Uh, some of it on T.Y., some of it on Kinlaw. But that was uh, yeah, some of it on Givens. Not a, not a great start for the 49ers run defense in that one. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. What did you think? If you rewatched the football game, what did you think of the performance from young Trey Lance? Do you think it was better than you initially thought? Is it worse than you initially thought? And uh, what are some other standout players that we haven't covered? If there's any players that you want to know about that uh, that you have opinions about or you want our opinions about, let Croc and I know at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker on the socials or Drop it in the comments on YouTube and make sure you are subscribed up. And we'll talk to you next time. Croc will be back right here. Locked on 49ers.